part four of henry wirtz commander of andersonville confederate prison trial and execution by united states army staff judge advocate part four closing statement of judge advocate prosecutor part ten we come now to notice that class of murders committed with the prisoner's own hands i shall here as elsewhere avoid all argumentation and present as briefly as possible the evidence of the witnesses leaving the court to determine in the light of the principles of law before mentioned what amount of guilt attaches to this prisoner your attention is called first to the death of a union prisoner by beating with a pistol over the head as given by the witness william willis scott his evidence is as follows page blank manuscript page five seventy in one case i was coming down after a bucket of water i belonged way up in what they called the new stockade on the north side captain wirtz was coming in a sick man was sitting on the side of the bank he asked captain wirtz if he could get out captain wirtz turned around gave him a kind of a sour look and said yes goddammit i will let you out and with the revolver he struck the fellow over the head and shoulders several times the fellow went to his tent then on the third morning i think i made it my business to go down and see him he was dead he had died the night before question did you see him answer yes sir question did he die from the effects of the beating with the pistol answer i suppose so he was pretty badly bruised around the head and face question with what did captain wirtz beat him answer i think it was the butt of the revolver which he had in his hand question which hand did he use answer i don't remember question did he knock the man down answer yes sir he knocked him down the first blow question when was that answer i think it was about the twenty fifth or twenty sixth of august eighteen sixty four question can you give the man's name answer no sir i did not inquire about that i just came down to see if he was much the worse for his treatment and i did not inquire any further the witness is uncooperated by any testimony presented unless the evidence given by patrick bradley page eighteen ninety nine manuscript page eight forty eight may refer to the same circumstance i leave it for the court to determine whether the accused shall be found guilty under this testimony there are given with certainty time place and circumstance the beating is shown to have been wanton cruel and malicious and wholly unprovoked the only element necessary to make the crime complete is the proof that death was the result of the wounds inflicted whether this may or may not be inferred from the circumstances as narrated by the witness the court must be the sole judge the prisoner is also charged with the murder of a soldier by stamping upon and kicking him so as to cause his death the evidence in support of this allegation is given by martin e hogan page five twenty five manuscript page two sixteen i saw captain wirtz at the time the prisoners were being moved from andersonville to millen 
take a man by the coat collar because he could not walk faster the man was so worn out with hunger and disease that if he had got the whole world i do not think he could move faster than he was moving captain wirtz wrenched him back and stamped upon him with his boot the man was borne past me bleeding from his mouth or nose i cannot say which and he died a short time afterwards question when you speak of captain wirtz you mean the prisoner there answer i mean the man sitting there pointing to the prisoner question have you any doubt of his identity answer not at all sir i would know him anywhere question about what month was that answer the prisoners commenced to move from there from the fifth to the eighth of september eighteen sixty four and it was inside of a week from that time it was some time in the early part of september i cannot say within two or three days what date it was the character of this witness his intelligence and his facilities for observation must impress the court with the fact that his testimony is entitled to more than ordinary weight it requires no exercise of imagination nor a resort to improbabilities to justify the conclusion of guilt remembering the character of the accused and his many acts of cruelty which furnish confirmatory evidence not to be overlooked another murder laid to the charge of this prisoner as perpetrated by his own hand is described by george conway page twenty two forty manuscript page nine sixty five who testifies answer i saw a man shot one day he came down after water no one was allowed to put their head or any part of their body under the dead-line this man probably not being acquainted with the rules as many of them were not who came in there after the rules were read put his hand in under the dead-line to get a cup of water and the cup dropped from his hand he put his hand in under the dead-line to raise it up again and captain wirtz shot him the ball taking effect in his head he died almost instantly to the court captain wirtz shot him he was standing in the sentry box question when did this occur answer well it was about the time the raiders were hung i could not say whether it was before or after question it was about that time answer yes sir question are you certain you recognized captain wirtz answer yes sir question you knew him well at that time answer yes sir question do you know what kind of a gun he had in his hand answer he had a revolver i believe question you state that captain wirtz shot him tell the court the circumstances answer those were the circumstances he was getting a cup of water out of the brook when the cup dropped from his hand question do you know the name of that man answer i do not i never saw the man before till i saw him that time question did he die answer yes sir he died the testimony of this witness on other points as upon this is clear and distinct so much so that the counsel on cross-examination seemed to think it unnecessary to interrogate the witness with regard to this very important part of his testimony he is uncontradicted and must be believed 
the next instance of this kind to which your attention is called is given in the testimony of felix de la Baume, page nineteen twenty seven to nineteen thirty three manuscript page eight fifty nine i do not desire to discriminate among witnesses as it might imply that some are entitled to greater credit than others disclaiming any such intention i still must remind the court of the character of this witness his manner of testifying and the air of truth and candour with which he told his story upon this point i give his testimony entire and without comment answer on the eighth of july i arrived at andersonville with three hundred or four hundred other prisoners most of them sick and wounded we were brought up to captain wirt's headquarters were drawn up in a line four ranks deep and kept there for a considerable length of time without any business being transacted the guards had orders to let none of us go to the water one of the prisoners was attacked with epilepsy or fits he fell down some of his friends or neighbors standing near him ran down to the creek after water question by permission of the guard answer i don't know i suppose so because the guard was tied up by the thumbs for permitting them to do so first i heard a shot fired without seeing who fired it after hearing that shot fired i looked down to the left and i saw captain wirtz fire two more shots wounding two men one of them was carried up near his headquarters and in my opinion he was in a dying condition question what became of the other answer he was wounded too but i did not see him again question did you ever see him afterwards answer no sir question how were the men wounded answer the one who was carried up near the headquarters was wounded somewhere in the breast question what kind of a weapon had captain wirtz in his hand answer a revolver question how near were you to him answer i was perhaps twenty paces distant from him i am not positive about the distance question how far was the prisoner when he shot answer not very far question you are certain you saw captain wirtz discharge the pistol in his hand answer yes sir question did the man who was brought up to the headquarters die answer i did not myself see him die but he was evidently in a dying condition judging by his appearance i never saw him again we were not allowed to speak to the guard and i could not make any inquiries question do you remember any language used by captain wirtz on that occasion answer he asked the lieutenant of the guard where is the guard who allowed this man to fall out of the ranks the guard was pointed out and captain wirtz ordered him to be tied up by the thumbs for two hours after this captain wirtz pointed out the man and said that is the way i get rid of you damned sons of bitches question was anything said as to the purpose for which the men left the ranks and went towards the brook answer i myself saw the man fall down he had epileptic fits and i was informed that the men ran after water for him we had not received any water all night they kept us all night in the cars on the way down from macon to andersonville we had no water when we passed the creek we wished to get some water but we were not allowed to have any we were kept at the headquarters of captain wirtz for about two hours without receiving a drink 
we were then divided into squads and transported into the stockade question when you were ordered into the stockade was the man who had been shot still lying there or had he been carried out answer i was taken out with four other men to be put into the seventy first detachment and was shortly afterwards taken away from the headquarters into the stockade question state whether you have any means of judging whether the man died from that gunshot wound answer all that i can state is that he was in my opinion in a dying condition i judged so from his heaving up and down and from his gasping for breath i have seen many men on the battlefield in the same condition and they always died shortly afterwards question where was the wound answer the blood was running out from his breast or the middle of his body somewhere question did you hear anything about it afterwards answer all i heard of it was from a rebel sergeant i think his name was colby who said the man died question when did he tell you that answer some time after i was in the stockade there is evidence given by hugh r snee page twenty four thirty manuscript page ten forty one of a double murder committed outside the stockade on the way from the stockade to the depot and which occurred a little after dark the victims being union prisoners who were attempting to make their escape among those going out for exchange the circumstances as given by this witness page twenty four thirty manuscript ten forty one are that in september eighteen sixty four when some men were going out for special exchange there were two men belonging to an iowa regiment who fainted between the prisoners headquarters and the depot they fell out of the ranks and a man ran back and wanted to know why they came out they said they wanted to get out of prison a man said i will help you out damned soon the witness heard six discharges from a pistol and heard a cry as if someone was hurt presently a rebel officer he thinks a lieutenant coming along remarked it was a brutal act someone asked him who it was and he said the captain he also said one of them is dead witness thought it was captain wirtz's voice which he heard through the crowd but could not state positively there is still another testimony of murders committed by the hand of this prisoner as given in the testimony of willis van buren page eighteen o two manuscript page eight o two and james h davidson page nine thirty six manuscript page three eighty six i desire only to call the attention of the court to the testimony of the witness nay and the two first named as bearing upon this branch of the case without venturing to express an opinion as to the guilt of the prisoner there is still one other case of deliberate murder by the hand of this accused it is that related by george w gray page twenty seven hundred manuscript page eleven fifty eight the court will remember that during the examination of this witness there occurred one of the most impressive episodes of this trial which must not be overlooked or forgotten in judging of the truth or falsehood of george w gray's narration he has been severely attacked by the prisoner in his statement to the court although no contradicting evidence was introduced and no circumstances given which could raise a reasonable doubt for the benefit of this accused 
i call the attention of the court to the entire evidence of this witness in relation to the occurrence he testifies page twenty seven hundred one two five six seven manuscript page eleven fifty eight question do you know anything about the prisoner having shot a prisoner of war there at any time answer he shot a young fellow named william stewart a private belonging to the ninth minnesota infantry he and i went out of the stockade with a dead body and after laying the dead body in the dead house captain wirtz rode up to us and asked by what authority we were out there stewart said we were there by proper authority wirtz said no more but drew a revolver and shot the man after he was killed the guard took from his body about twenty or thirty dollars and wirtz took the money from the guard and rode off telling the guard to take me to prison question are you sure about that answer if i was not i would not speak it question by whose orders did you come out with the dead body answer it was my determination i don't know whether it was stewart's or not to get away again for that reason we went out we begged for the body question do you know whether that was the time that lieutenant davis had something to do with the prison answer i recollect now that lieutenant davis ordered the sergeants of each detachment to detail men to carry out of the stockade the dead bodies of men belonging to that detachment question state what captain wirtz had in his hand when he shot that soldier answer he had a revolver whether a navy pistol or not i don't know it was a large pistol question how near was he to him answer about eight feet from him i think question where did the ball take effect in your comrade answer in the breast he died right there where he was shot question were you at the time attempting to make your escape answer no sir but it was my intention to do so if i could i was not attempting it at that time nor was stuart question how far were you from the dead house answer about fifty yards about half the distance from the stockade to the dead house a little off and to one side of it question you do not know whether lieutenant davis had a partial command there answer i think that in september captain wirtz was relieved temporarily by lieutenant davis on account of ill health for about two weeks probably question of the fact of wirtz committing this particular offence you are certain answer i am sir question when testifying with reference to the man on the white horse you said something about not being able to identify him had you any difficulty afterwards in identifying captain wirtz answer the first time i knew such a man in the prison i heard lieutenant davis call his name at the gate he said captain wirtz come down this way i looked at the man and asked the boys if he was not the commander of the andersonville prison the judge advocate called upon the prisoner to stand up for identification the prisoner who was lying on a lounge partly raised himself turning his face to the witness question do you recognize that man as the person who shot your comrade answer that is the man the prisoner attempted to say something in contradiction of the witness but was not permitted by the court the judge advocate requested the prisoner to stand upon his feet 
the prisoner having complied with the judge advocate's request the witness looked at him and said i think that is the man question the prisoner whom you have been talking about you were in the habit of recognizing in the prison as captain wirtz answer yes question do you recollect whether the man who shot your comrade had a foreign accent answer i took him to be a german or a foreigner by his talk for this reason when i was put in the stockade he said to me god damn you i fix you for that reason i took him to be a foreigner or a dutchman this impression of the scene one of the most remarkable occurring during the trial as the witness gray confronted the murderer of his companion was such as this court and all who were present will never forget the witness was cautioned to be careful and told that it was a very serious matter about which he was to speak but there was no trepidation no hesitation no doubt discoverable in his manner and i think all who heard him must have felt that he spoke only the truth when he said that is the man you are told on the part of the defence that this witness is not to be believed and among the reasons it is urged that on cross-examination he said that he thought the prisoner rode a roan horse while the general testimony is to the effect that the prisoner usually rode a grey mare and that he afterwards saw him on a sorrel horse i would remind the court that mr gray is not the only person who describes the prisoner as riding a roan horse and i need hardly remind counsel so prolific of negative evidence that men who usually ride grey horses have been known to ride sorrel horses another reason urged why gray's story is not to be believed is that it is improbable a complete answer to this is found in the conduct of this accused towards the prisoners of war in his custody no act of brutality was improbable with him no provocation was needed but like the infamous vargas killing with him was but a pleasant recreation and seemed the business of the hour again you are told that gray is not to be believed because he mentioned a circumstance of cruelty the bayoneting of soldiers which was brought out by no other witness is this so surprising a fact that this court must reject the whole evidence of a witness otherwise supported this whole record has been made up not by calling a few witnesses who narrate all that occurred at andersonville but by calling very many each of whom brings with him the knowledge of facts which from the very necessities of their surroundings were not always in the possession of others gray's statement of the cruel bayoneting of our soldiers at andersonville is entirely consistent with the treatment they met from the beginning to the end of that horrible prison i insist gentlemen that the evidence of george w gray is entitled to your highest consideration and although it alone fixes upon the prisoner at the bar guilt which can only be expiated by the highest punishment known to the law you cannot resist the proof i have thus without regard to the evidence under charges first presented the evidence under charge second as spread upon the record showing that this accused while acting as commandant of the prison at andersonville deliberately wantonly and maliciously destroyed the lives of eighteen prisoners of war in his custody 
i confess myself too much overcome with the melancholy details of this trial and the frightful disclosures to dwell longer on so sad a theme if this accused still answer that admitting the facts charged he did these things in the exercise of authority lawfully conferred upon him and that what he did was necessary to the discipline and safety of the prisoners i answer him in the language of lord mansfield given in an important case in trying the legality of acts done by military officers in the exercise of their duty particularly beyond the seas where cases may occur without the possibility of application for proper advice great latitude ought to be allowed and they ought not to suffer for a slip of form if their intention appears by the evidence to have been upright it is the same as when complaints are brought against the inferior civil magistrates such as justices of the peace for acts done by them in the exercise of their civil duty there the principal inquiry to be made by a court of justice is how the heart stood and if there appear to be nothing wrong there great latitude will be allowed for misapprehension or mistake but on the other hand if the heart is wrong if cruelty malice and oppression appear to have occasioned or aggravated the imprisonment or other injury complained of they shall not cover themselves with the thin veil of legal forms or escape under the cover of a justification the most technically regular from that punishment which is your province and your duty to inflict on so scandalous an abuse of public trust wall versus mcnamara may it please the court i have hastily analyzed and presented the evidence under charge second if we have not travelled through the history of those long weary months of suffering torture starvation and death and become familiar with each day's roll of those who passed away the mind could not contemplate this last though briefer roster of the dead without feelings of utmost horror mortal man has never been called to answer before a legal tribunal to a catalogue of crime like this one shudders at the fact and almost doubts the age we live in i would not harrow up your minds by dwelling further upon this woeful record the obligation you have taken constitutes you the sole judge of both law and fact i pray you administer the one and decide the other meeting out to those involved in this crime of the universe all justice without fear favor or partiality and without regard to position high or low of those proved guilty n p chipman colonel and additional aide-de-camp judge advocate end of part ten